0: Welcome back to episode 56 of the FBL Draft Up podcast. Let's finish off the player rankings. Welcome back to the FBL Draft Up podcast, the podcast dedicated to the official FBL Draft game. My name's Mitch and I'm your host. And in this episode, it's the concluding uh, part four of our updated player rankings. And in this episode, we go through the midfielders. If you haven't already gone back and listened to the first three parts, be sure to go and check them out uh, and they'll go through all of the strikers, goalkeepers and defenders. So as with all of them, this is uh, assuming the picks for a 10 person draft league. So for the midfielders, as with the defenders, I will be choosing my top 50 picks. And as with the uh, previous ones, the picks are assuming end of season totals. So these aren't Necessarily, guys that you're going to want to pick up this week in the waivers. These are the guys who I think, come the end of the season, uh, will have the highest points. It feels like there's a lot happening at the moment. There's lots of games, uh, lots of players getting injured, and uh, lots of teams getting new managers. So, whenever I uh, make some notes for these pods, it feels like by the time I actually get around to recording it, I have to go through and rewrite a whole load of them. And the usual disclaimer these are obviously just my opinion. Yours may differ, they may differ significantly for some of these players, and if so, that's that's great. Um, please don't treat my words as gospel, this is just one man's opinion, and if you agree, great. If you don't, great. So anyway, let's get into it. So, let's go through the top 50 midfielders, and in first place, probably unsurprisingly, is Hyung min Son. No, I'm joking. It's obviously Mo Salah, um, who is just, well, absolutely stealing the show at the moment. And I'm not really going to waste much time uh, talking about him. If you picked him up on draft day with the first or second pick, great, it's your league to lose in all likelihood. But the rest of us are coming for you. In second spot, and a bit of a toss-up here between two players, I've gone with Sadio Mane. Um... He's on 71 points already, seven goals and two assists. The only thing that came into my thinking here is that Mane is probably going to be going off to the African Cup of Nations in the uh, new year. um, And so we'll miss a few game weeks there. But uh, in the long run, uh, as Liverpool going at the moment, I'd I'd back him to be behind Salah in the uh, end of season points totals. The player that was a toss up for me for second place was Hùng min Son. He's already been involved in uh, more than half of the goals Tottenham scored in the Premier League so imagine how many points he could get if Spurs were actually playing well. He's been one of the most solid FPL performers since being a regular in the Spurs team and last year 17 goals and 11 assists was massive for him. There are still a lot of big hauls to come from Son and for me uh, he is the best of the rest after the two Liverpool guys. This is where you really get into a debate between class and form and the next couple of guys is is more on on how class they are rather than the form they're in. And in fourth spot, I've got Kevin De Bruyne. Um, Obviously a really disappointing start for him, but his name still has a gravitas that's really hard to ignore, at least it's hard for me to ignore. He's got two 200-plus FPL point seasons under his belt and anyone that can get 13 goals and 23 assists in a season is not someone I'd be losing faith in in a hurry. At number five is Bruno Fernandes. Now 33 out of the 54 points he's got so far all came in the first four game weeks when Cristiano Ronaldo wasn't in the picture. Since then, he's got just three assists and I think he's going to struggle to hit the 200 point mark like he did last year. I still think there's a drop off after the top five to the rest, but if anyone ends up uh, being overtaken by the chasing pack, I think it's likely to be Bruno. At number six is Phil Foden. Um, we've not seen him really play every game so far this this season. Essentially, his five returns have come from minutes equating to about six games. He just looks really good whenever I see him. Passes the eye test. I think when he is fully fit and firing, he's uh, a first choice in the starting eleven. Can play either off the left or down the middle. Uh, he's a big reason why players. Um, that we might have relied on in previous seasons aren't getting the minutes that they maybe could do. Uh, Players like Jack Grealish, Gabriel Jesus, and I think he has the potential to have a really, really big season. At number seven is Marcus Rashford, MBE. Uh, He's only played, uh, you know, barely two games worth of minutes so far since his return, and he's already scored twice, Um, whichever way Man United go with their formation I think he remains their best option on the left side. And even if they go with a 2 prongs attack, I'd rather have him up there than Cavani personally. The only gamble on Rashford was, you know, how long it would take him to get back to business after his injury. That question seems to have already been answered. And so he remains one of the best attacking options in the game. It'll be interesting to see uh, who, who the personnel are that are in the new manager's reckoning when he comes in. But uh, I think Rashford's pretty pretty hard for any manager coming in to ignore. At number eight is Diogo Jota, uh, the third Liverpool man. Now with Firmino injured for a little while and probably already below Jota in the pecking order anyway, it means that Jota's stock just continues to go up. Uh, Joining Saleh and Manor in a front three is a fairly surefire way to uh, success and so far he's not too far off last season's pace. He isn't anywhere near the other two yet, but I am a big fan of his and I expect him to uh, up the pace as the season progresses. At number nine is Jared Bowen for West Ham. West Ham obviously flying high at the moment, uh, carrying on from last season's form. And the reason I've got Bowen so high up in, in the top 10 here is that he's just super consistent. You know, over the past uh, seven, eight game weeks, he's got eight goal involvements in that time, scores goals, assists. He's a sure starter, doesn't get many yellow cards. There's really not many downsides uh, to how he's playing. He's obviously in a attacking unit that's quite settled, with Antonio up front and uh, Ben Rama and uh, usually four nows in in the number 10 role, which I think is helping all of them greatly. It's obviously helping West Ham. and I think as long as West Ham form continues, we're going to continue to see good things from Jared Bowen. Support for the FBL Draft Up podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who offer precision-engineered tools, for your family jewels and they've just launched their fourth generation trimmer the lawnmower 4.0 join over 4 million men worldwide with this exclusive offer for fpl draft hub podcast listeners you can get 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code draft at manscape.com i'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and i'm really impressed by the performance and the overall experience the 4.0 features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. If you've been using the same shaver to sort out your beard and your balls, you've been doing it all wrong. Nobody wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DRAFTHUB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com with the code DRAFTHUB. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. (laughs) So completing the top 10 is Rafinha for Leeds. 50 points up on the board already in five goals despite missing a few games. He's by far Leeds' best player and they have missed him in the games that he hasn't played uh, along with Patrick Bamford. He's a good mix of consistent points but also can have those really explosive weeks. And he's just a real safe pair of hands in midfield. Next at number 11 is uh, Saeed Benrahma, one of the other West Ham attackers already on 59 points. You know, again, similar plaudits to uh, Jared Bowen, except he's not really as consistent as Bowen. And he did score a lot of his points in those opening game weeks. And he's been a bit quieter lately, but he's definitely quality and performing well in a good team. At number 12 is Greenwood for Man United, another player that struggled to really nail down a regular starting spot. But despite that, has five goal involvements already. Um, I think out of any of the United players to benefit from the new manager coming in, uh, the young legs that Greenwood has could put him as one of the biggest benefactors of that move. And I expect that we'll see a lot more of him over the coming game weeks. And number 13 is Conor Gallagher. He's already on 67 points, four goals and five assists. The breakout star this season, currently sitting third in the midfielder list overall with those nine goal involvements. He's pretty much now to start and the Chelsea loanee has become probably Crystal Palace's most important player, even ahead of Wilf Saha. We saw plenty of Gallagher last year when he was on loan at West Brom, but this is the first time we've seen this kind of form from him. He's even got his first England cap. So for those that were able to pick him up on the waivers early, congrats, well done. Uh, definitely one to keep hold of for the foreseeable future. In 14th and uh, a big drop off from draft evaluations is Raheem Sterling, just 27 points and two goals so far. He's only played you know, four or five games worth of minutes this season and his only goal uh, prior to last weekend came in the 5-0 win at home to Norwich. In the last couple of weeks, there have been signs that his form is starting to turn around. He scored again in the Champions League in midweek as well. When... When ranking players and and trying to decide where they fall, I often ask myself, would I trade player X for player Y in a straight swap? And if the answer is yes, then I kind of have to rank them above the other one. With Sterling, I personally probably wouldn't trade him for some of the guys just above him here on the list, but that doesn't mean he should be ranked higher. Uh, We're all guilty of some double think when it comes to certain players. And for me, so far this season, it's been with, with Sterling which is probably just a reflection of my bias when it comes to who I've plumped for on draft day. At 15 is Kai Havertz, uh, 39 points, two goals and an assist. It'd be interesting to see how much game time he gets now that Lukaku's back, but he is a quality player, and I think in, in the best system that Chelsea can put together, um, it would be him playing at some, some way alongside Lukaku or just behind. At number 16 is Jack Grealish. Um, injured at the moment he's had a couple of little niggles throughout the season just the one goal and two assists so far has suffered by the form of some of the other guys around him he hasn't exactly hit the ground running since joining Manchester City but I still expect he'll post some big scores before the end of the season number 17 is M. L. Smith-Rowe for Arsenal Um, he's now pretty much a nailed down starter in that Arsenal team four goals and two assists already and he's right up there in the midfielder list Again, another player that wouldn't necessarily have been in many teams on draft day. So for those that were able to get him on the waivers early, uh, another another good move for you. At 18 is Leandro Trossard. He's basically playing as as a striker at the moment, whether you call him a false nine or whether he's just playing as a number nine. Neil Mopay seems to have been kicked to the bench. And uh, hopefully this sees Trossard's output numbers as good as they've ever been. He's already scored three this season with an assist. Uh, and if it carries on this way, then uh, that should only increase. I think for me, Brighton looked better with Mopé on the pitch. Um, but I'm not a football manager. In 19 is Mason Mount. I think some maybe would have him higher. He's already got three goals and three assists this season. But you have to look at the fact that more than half of his points, um, three, all three of his goals and one of the assists all came in that 7-0 win over Norwich. Which, you know... Isn't really much to to judge someone on, and I think just after that game week, uh, whenever it was, game week seven or eight, I said in the in the pod the week after that he's definitely one to try and sell high after that performance, and I still stand by that. I'm going to start rattling through some of these a bit quicker now. Uh, in at twenty is uh, Saka. At twenty one, Ishmael Assar, who's already got five goals this season, he was one of the players I tipped pre season. And he has started off really well. He scored four through the first six weeks. And since then he suffered a bit as Watford did as a team. Uh, Definitely someone that will be in the Premier League next year. Whether Watford are or not. He did his utmost last week to avoid scoring in that uh, victory over Man United. uh, But he got his goal in the end. Only down for him at the moment is I doubt we'll be seeing him taking any penalties anytime soon. At 22 is uh, Maxwell Cornett for Burnley. He's already got five goals too. Uh, I'd have loved to have put him a little bit higher I just want to see him do it for a couple more weeks but he's definitely someone on the rise At 23 is Wilf Saha um, doing his usual stuff and, and probably getting more reliable attacking output in this more attacking minded team. At 24 is Bernardo Silva and maybe another one I've judged a bit harshly. Already got four goals and two assists playing in those eight number eight roles for Manchester City. He seems to be taking over from Gundogan and getting those goals from midfield. I'm just slightly cold on him because of how uh, how he's been in recent seasons. He can go a long time without scoring uh, and I expect we'll see that at some point uh, this season too. At 25 is James Ward-Prowse. He's only here based on previous performances he's only got two goals so far this year um, which is you know pretty disappointing for for James Ward-Prowse he's been a pretty safe pair of hands in fantasy football over the last few years with really consistent goal involvements Uh, I'm sure he will get somewhere back to that form but at the moment he doesn't look anywhere near it. 26 is uh, someone that would have been on current form very much overvalued on draft day and that's Jaden Sancho just 12 points so far but a man who built his reputation in Germany suddenly finds himself managed by a German managerial institution and that can only be a good thing for him. And I think managers that have held on to him all this time will be rubbing their hands together. At 27 is Riyad Mahrez, just the two goals and one assist. Uh, He's only played around the equivalent of three games when you add up his minutes Uh, and what's annoying for owners is even when he's benched he sometimes gets Gets brought on for late cameos, so you know your bench isn't even brought into play. Having said that, his three goal involvements so far have all been off the bench, but it's clear he's not really fancied for the Premier League 11, and that devalues him significantly. If Jesus gets injured, though, a confirmed run of games for Marez is gold dust, especially against weaker opposition. But it's hard to rank him any higher at the moment, and maybe I'm ranking him too high at, at 27. 28 is Pablo Fornals, uh, 29, uh, Leon Bailey. Didn't get his uh, start in the first first game for Steven Gerrard, but I'm still backing him to become a really important player for Villa this year. At 30 is Yuri Tielemans, uh, 31, Damari Gray, 32, Barnes, uh, 33, Townsend, 34, Ducore. He maybe could have been a bit higher. 35 is uh, James Madison, who's been disappointing. 36 is Gundogan. Again, he's been a bit disappointing this year uh, compared to that run of form he had last season. 37 is Mabremo. 38 is uh, Pulisic. He's someone whose stock could could really rise if he gets a run of games. At 39 is Paul Pogba. The seven assists he's got, you know, it was pretty mad for this this, uh, stage of the season, but, you know, most of that came in that opening game, which is really an anomaly. He's now got this this pretty significant injury from the sounds of things and I don't think he'll feature that much for the rest of the season under the new manager. At number 40 is Buendia, 41 Kovacic, 42 McGinn, 43 Canos, 44 Jack Harrison, 45 Hakim Ziyech, at 46 is Ferran Torres. He's, He's going really well before his injury in game week four but Still expected to be available for a good chunk of the latter half of the season after he turns from that, it uh, sounds like a broken metatarsal that he sustained on international duty. Definitely one to look for early during the festive uh, waiver madness. Forty-seven is Jesse Lingard, mainly just creeps onto the list for you know his potential if he gets a January move or his fortunes change under the new manager. At forty-eight is Eze. Forty-nine is Lookman. And at 50 is Nathan Redmond, Blah. Some of the players who just fell off the list at the end, Alisa, Ryan Fraser, hudson Adoy, uh, Matthias Klitsch and Podence for Wolves, but minutes just not consistent enough for them at the moment. So that's it for this episode and that concludes my updated player rankings list. I'll probably look to review these lists again at some point after all the new year fixtures are done, maybe towards the end of January when maybe we've got a, an FA Cup week or something like that. So I've got a little bit of time to go through the list and probably by that point we'll be, uh, you know, around two thirds of the way through the season. So it'll probably be the last time we can analyse them this year before the final push. As I said at the beginning, if you didn't catch the other rankings lists, then, then go back and find those, those podcasts from the recent episodes. Head over to fbldrafthub.com if you want to see the full list on the screen, and that link is in the description below. While you're over there having a look at the list, make sure if you haven't already, you sign up and then you get access uh, completely free to the My Draft Hub feature, which gives you personalized stats for your team and league, which you won't be able to find anywhere else And will help you get the edge over your draft league rivals. Also, as I said on the Game Week 13 preview pod, the game weeks are fully stacked over the next few weeks. There's not a lot of time between uh, one game week ending and the next one beginning. Which means waiver deadlines are going to be coming at some slightly obscure times than what we're used to. So uh, just stay on the ball because that's a huge part of staying ahead in your leagues. It's making sure you get the guys that you want each week. So if you are listening to this uh, over the weekend whilst Game Week 13 is on, take this as an opportunity and a reminder to go and pencil in some waivers for Game Week 14 now. So I hope your waivers went well for Game Week 13 and the points are already rolling in by the time you're listening to this. Stay tuned because the Game Week 14 preview pod will be out very shortly. And as always, stay ship.